0: guys, Angel H. Davis here. Before we jump into the next episode, just want to recap where we have been. We have been exercising the belief muscle and the identity muscle, believing Christ is who he says he is, and then believing our identity in him. 1 John 3.16 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus laid down His life for us. And 1 John 3 1 says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And then in Ephesians 2 it says, Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. This is the greatest miracle that can ever happen to us. We go from death to life because of Jesus's shed blood for our sins and his resurrection so we can have eternal life. This is the good news. This is a simply powerful gospel that can change our world and bring hope to the hopeless. So y'all, I'm gonna ask you to do me a favor to like this podcast, rate it, review it, and send it to your friends so that more people can hear the truth of God's good news that brings hope and brings life.
1: Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Have You Not Heard? I am your guest, host Kisa Ray. Today we will explore trust and how exercising our trust muscles impact our spiritual fitness. So let's get to it and come up with a plan. I'd like to build an easy framework or plan that will help us understand and even visualize how we can improve our spiritual fitness and bring us closer to God and as a result more freedom and peace. Most of my professional life has been in the world of fitness, health, and wellness. In order to impact or change someone's health or fitness, I had to help an individual develop a plan and coach them through the plan. This plan was created to often change beliefs and behaviors so that goals could be reached and lasting change would occur. There is a requirement to take action daily There are certain exercises that will improve strength, endurance, flexibility, mobility, and as a result, it will impact physical health and wellness. It involves a certain amount of repetitions, load, volume, and intensity. It requires us to have faith in the person writing the plan. It also requires us to believe and trust the plan and the process. And then finally, our commitment is walking out the plan step by step and day by day. Now I know that this is where it becomes tricky and as both a health coach and personal trainer I have seen this up close. The better the plan the more probability that I could help my client make positive changes and that would impact their health. And the biggest reason things didn't make move forward or change was not practicing the small daily steps walking it out daily, so to speak. This is where the muscle building really starts. So why did I even give you that example about developing a fitness plan? Well, could we see the same approach in improving our spiritual fitness as well? In exercising our trust muscle? In building trust through repetitions? I think the answer is a big yes. If we can do this in our everyday life with other ways and goal setting in different aspects and facets of our lives, I think we can figure out a wonderful way to bring us closer to God and build our spiritual strength. So let's first focus on trust, trust in God. The definition of trust is a firm belief in the reliability, trust, ability or strength of someone or something. So do you have people you trust or someone who trusts you? What are those characteristics? Reflect on that for just a sec. I would guess you might answer they are truthful, reliable, something of that nature. You have a firm belief in them and what they stand for. They are also probably, as we say these days, your people. But here's the question. Do you rely on your earthly friends and family members over God? Do you trust them or the world at large more than God? What is your normal knee-jerk reaction when life gets complicated? Where do you go for your answers or reassurance? you are exercising in a certain way. These are patterns, behaviors that you walk out daily. So let's see if there's a better way. For me, it hasn't always been going straight to God. I will zig and zag and along the way, I pick up perspectives and opinions from others. I will trust others or maybe even my own viewpoint before I take it to God. So when I do that, I've decided to exercise my freedom to trust myself and what I see or feel by a worldly standard and not God. Friends, that's working in the world, and that will not bring peace or bring any fruit. I am resting in my own ability and not trusting in God. I'm not exercising my trust or belief muscles in who I am and who I belong to. I'm trusting in my own understanding of the situation. I'm trusting in my own understanding of my thoughts, emotions, and beliefs. I'm not bringing God into it nor reminding myself I have an identity and a connection with God, my Creator. That's no good. It just isn't. My experience has been when I deal with a situation or decision. By myself, without God, my ability to see it all is very narrow scoped and very worldly. That means I might look around to see how others dealt with the same problem. That means I'm going to look for the solution in the world. We do it all the time, and most of the time there's a good bit of fear tossed in there. This can be devastating. It's been devastating to my spiritual walk, my relationship with God, and my overall spiritual fitness. When I'm doing this, I'm focusing more on me and less on my Father, who is the Creator and who loves me. I've left Him out. What if I went straight to God and used Jesus as my example of how to walk in faith and with faith? That is why the popular phrase, what would Jesus do, really is a great thing to contemplate. This could be a game changer. What if we took it to just simply saying, what would Jesus do? Hmm. How would he treat that person? What kind of decisions did he make? He brought everything to the Father. But here's what we can do, and here's what we can all agree on. We've got to make this a daily practice by exercising our spiritual muscles and specifically our trust muscles. Here's some scripture that reminds us who God is. Ephesians 1, verse 7 through 9 says, Christ has sacrificed his life's blood to set us free, which means our sins are now forgiven. Christ did this because of God's gift of undeserved grace to us. God has great wisdom and understanding. And by what Christ has done, God has shown us his own mysterious ways. Ephesians 1 verse 10 says, "Then when the time is right, God will do all He has planned, and Christ will bring together everything in heaven and earth." This speaks to God's perfect timing, guys, and we can trust His plan to be worked out." So now, it's time to come up with a plan to grow and build our spiritual muscles. We must create steps that bring repetitions, load, volume, and intensity that exercises in the strength, endurance, flexibility, and mobility, and creates a strong foundation in who we are in Christ. And through these actions, we will see examples of trusting God by then walking in and out daily in our faith exercises. I've created three action steps that I'd like to encourage you to begin practicing daily. This will give you the practice of repetitions that are necessary in building your trust muscles that will improve your spiritual fitness. It's so easy and you will feel so much better. You will move through life with more peace and freedom and become more spiritually strong. So the first action is schedule daily time with God. The goal is growing your personal relationship with him. God is relational. He wants a personal one-on-one relationship with you. The exercise habit is this. Bring it to God. Have quiet time, talking time, prayer time, reflection time, whatever you want to call it. Have it daily. Start with about 30 minutes a day. Schedule it, guys. Decide on a quiet time during your day and have time with God. Make it a habit. What do you want to bring to God? What do you want to share with him? your prayers, your petitions, just like any other relationship. You have to trust God and cultivate an honest relationship with your heavenly father. He loves you and he wants to know all there is to know about your heart. Bring it all to him. Your honest heart matters and all the baggage. What brings you joy? What makes you scared or sad? In all that happens, bring it to God. Place it on his lap. I literally visualize this. I visualize that I am his child, his daughter, and he is my father. That is the way it puts me in the right headspace, but it also is something that has just naturally occurred with this practice. I trust him completely with all my anxiety, my fear, frustration, and also all the things that bring me happiness. This daily practice builds the muscle of faith and trust in him who has my best interest, if we can trust our earthly parents, our fathers, our mothers, our mentors, we also need to have the same amount of trust in God. We actually have to have more. This this process is really important when life throws you curveballs. Isaiah 41 through 13 reminds us of this trust. I am the Lord your God. I am holding your hand, so don't be afraid. I am here to help you. Psalm 56, verse 9 through 11 says the same thing. When I pray, Lord God, my enemies will retreat because I know for certain that you are with me. I praise your promises. I trust you and am not afraid. No one can harm me. Action two, let's wait on God. The goal would be bring it to God and wait on him. The exercise habit would be create a space for God to show up. Here's my suggestion. Set up a time period, a cooling off period per se, maybe like 48 hours to give yourself time to give space for God. For some situations or decisions, it may be a short pause of minutes due to the urgency of a decision. But do this where you can still practice a little bit of space and pause, even if it's just minutes, to give yourself time for God to be present in that decision. Practice the belief and trust in who God is and His promises. Ask God for guidance, wisdom, clarity in your life. Pray and ask, but then wait. Practice this daily with everything. Trust his plan, his timing, even when you think you already have the answer or solution. Give it up, all of it, to him. And then wait. The wait is where the trust comes in. It also allows you space to hear from him, the Holy Spirit, your counselor. This practice will bring more clarity, freedom, and peace because we are practicing trust. In my own life, this has been the biggest and most difficult practice. My own pushback is my reasoning on making decisions by myself without God is based in fear and thinking I know what the future holds. I often now remind myself by saying, you don't know that. You don't know what the future holds. Don't write out the rest of the story. Let me give you some all too common thoughts or rather fears. Here's one. If my child does not go to said university or said college and get said degree, then they will not be successful in life. We all know that's not true. We have seen it in our own families. We have seen it in our neighbors. We have seen it in our communities and there's lots of stories that start out bumpy and they write themselves very quickly. And going to said university and getting said degree does not promise a brilliant future. How about this? I can't make that change or deal with that person. It could ruin me or they will be so mad at me. You don't know that. I could go on and on with all these scenarios. How can we say that and know that God has got a solution in. To every single thing because it is part of his plan he promises provision and protection in the weight we have to believe in the peace that will bring all of this and work all of this out because of him under difficult circumstances he will protect us because you have to come to him you are aligned with his heart when you give it all to him It's difficult to do this, guys. It requires a large dose of trust, but the trust muscles are at work. Say it to yourself, I'm going to let this go and I'm going to ask God. That could be huge. That could be a game changer for your life. So let go and go God. Some scripture to remind us of this is Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 8. With all your heart, you must trust the Lord and not your own judgment. Always let him lead you and he will clear the road for you to follow. Don't ever think that you are wise enough, but respect the Lord and stay away from evil. This will make you healthy and you will feel strong. This means trust God over your own judgment. Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7 says, Don't be anxious about anything. Rather, bring up all of your requests to God in your prayers and petitions, along with giving thanks. Then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in Jesus Christ. This means God is always present, and you must bring everything to him, and he promises he will give you peace. The last action point or step is study the Word. The goal is to learn more about God in being in the Word. Learning His story. Understanding His story. Contemplating and reflecting on His story. The exercise is just find ways to get into Scripture and to study the Word. It could be through a Bible study, devotionals, podcasts. Um, anything like that I have many things usually going at one time because it just works my daily walks outside are often with podcasts instead of just listening to music I could listen to praise music I could listen to a podcast that either has a preacher preaching or other relevant Christian based podcasts like this one like angels or others I just take opportunities as they come to study the word. I'm usually also reading a book based on biblical truths. These continue to build my muscles of faith and my ability to trust God with everything. Chase God, really get to know who he is. His love is for his love for us is crazy big. He gave his son for us guys. Get to know him, dive into the scripture like that reminds you of who he is and know the backstory, his entire story. There are so many things in the word that bring hope, that bring us encouragement, that help us with our fears and anxiety. And just being in that usually settles us down. Once you know the whole story, his story, it builds a firm foundation of knowledge with a better understanding of God's heart for us, his plan, his purpose, his desire, and his promise to protect us and provide for us, that we are part of his big story. In Ephesians 4, verse 20 through 24, it says, But this isn't what you were taught about Jesus Christ. He is the truth. And you heard about him and learned about him. You were told your foolish desires will destroy you. And that you must give up your old way of life with all its bad habits. That the Spirit change your way of thinking and make you into a new person. You were, create, you were created to be like God. And so you please him and be truly holy. So walk with God. Trust the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5 verse 11 through 12 says, put on all the armor that God gives you so you can defend yourself against the devil's tricks. We are not fighting against humans. We are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in this spiritual world. This means we need to be in the word. We need to put on the armor of truth, and that is by believing And building those trust muscles. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, but those who trust the Lord will find new strength. They will be strong like eagles, soaring upward on wings. They will walk and run without getting tired. Again, building up the muscles of trust for God, building your strength for him. So putting these three action steps into action daily, will build your muscles of trust and ultimately impact your spiritual fitness. In my own life, I can absolutely tell you it works. I did this in a very low time in my life that had I simply turned around and found solutions in the world, I'd still be in the pit of despair. I needed a daily dose of affirmation and love that can only be found in the Lord. I needed a daily assurance of who I am who loves me unconditionally, faults and all, and that his promise for me and my life is goodness. At that time, guys, I was pretty broken. I had lost a lot that season. Eventually, I came through the storm and began a healing process that exposed many more scars because of the lies I had believed. It became easy for me to bump into the world's noise and fear And not get unhinged, but look to the Lord for peace and love. It has been important that I start sharing this process or belief with my own children and others. And I can tell you God's story for their life, and not the story we had in mind, has been more than amazing. More than I could have ever imagined. It wasn't the story I had written for them. That's a hard one since we have all kinds of dreams for them. But the God has shown up, my God has shown up, in ways I can't even imagine or describe to others. They are both thriving adults who see him in all their blessings. And we are giving him praise. And we often giggle at his hand and all the small and tiny details. Because we know we did not see any of this coming. I am now so committed to his plan for his glory that on most days I can stay in the firm knowledge that he is the sovereign creator that has got this. I do not have to worry, nor will I ever truly understand the big picture, but I do know it will all work out for his glory. It took me a long time to get there with daily repetitions to build those spiritual muscles But there's truly no other way to get to freedom and peace but to do these steps. So let's do it. His way is better than our way. Let's build those trust muscles. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't rely on your own intelligence. Know him in all your paths. And he will keep your ways straight. Don't consider yourself wise. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then your body will be healthy and your bones strengthened. Friends, I pray you can see these three easy steps could produce a healthy, happier life that will be full of God, full of freedom, full of peace. Let us pray. O gracious Father, Creator of all things, thank you for the opportunity to share who you are. You are our Father who loved us so much that you sent your Son. He shed his blood for us and brought our, and bought our freedom. Help each of us to start walking in faith by exercising our spiritual muscles, forming this trust and seeking you daily. May we each develop the strength and endurance to run the race and look to you for all direction and wise counsel. We yearn to have more time with you, and I pray that each of us will come to you as a child comes to his or her father. That we know who we are in you. We know you love us. That you have a purpose and plan for each of us, divinely ordained by you, that will bring glory to you and peace to us. Thank you, Father, for loving us unconditionally and being so patient as we stretch and grow our spiritual muscles. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks so much. It's been absolutely wonderful. Let's go out there and start building our trust muscles daily so we can walk in freedom. Blessings and love. Take care. This is Kisa Ray signing off.